0: Hi, I'm Tom Hansen.
1: And I'm Kat Hansen. In 2014, our son Harding was diagnosed with congenital heart disease. And since then, we have experienced the ups and downs that come along with being a CHD parent. In this podcast, we share some of the lessons we've learned along the way and the things we wish we knew at the start of our journey.
0: In each episode, we also chat with CHD experts to get their stories of hope, encouraging insights, and valuable resources to give parents like us the right help at the right time. This is the Hope and Courage Podcast.
1: Hey guys, today we have Tori Geiger and her father, Bob Schroeder. Tori is the author of a new book called From Vulnerable to Victorious, Turning Your Chronic Illness into Your Victory Story.
0: I really appreciated our conversation. One of the things that stuck out to me was just the idea of leadership. How Tori has found a way to turn her CHD into something that she can use to Uh, bring about change and lead people and inspire people.
1: Right. And that kind of feeds into the second thing that I, that really stood out to me was like when she said that CHD is her superpower uh, and it's not something that held her back.
0: And the third thing, and the third thing that we talk about that was really great was just this idea of balancing how much you talk about or focus on CHD. You know, the idea that you don't want to pretend like it's not there but you also don't want to spend a lot of time focusing on it. And so getting some insights from a CHD warrior and a parent were really valuable.
1: Right. I think you guys are going to love it. So let's jump right in.
0: Tori and Bob, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here.
0: You all have got an incredible story, but I want to start with you, Tori. Could you share a little bit about uh, just your story, your background, your your CHD, all of those those things that make you who you are?
2: Yeah, so just a little bit about myself. So like you said, I'm Tori Joy Geiger is kind of what I go by. And um, I'm a business owner and I'm also a CHD warrior. And so I think that's a huge part of me. And a little bit of background on what my CHD is, is I was born with two conditions. So the first is Epstein's anomaly. And the second was a coarctation of my aorta. And so I was diagnosed in utero, and I had my first open heart surgery on my coarctation when I was four days old. And then I had my second heart surgery when I was two months old, and then another open heart surgery at seven months old. And I didn't really have many issues after that final surgery. You know, you have your annual checkups, you have all of that, and then it didn't hit until my middle school, high school years when I was diagnosed with super ventricular tachycardia, <laughs> um, long word. Um, but basically what that means is your heart will go into just a rapid fire heartbeat um, and you could be sitting still. And so like I'd be finishing up a basketball game or something and my heart would just be like pulsating out of my chest and you could see it. And it was going at 200 beats per minute, hard to breathe. I, I'd blacked out a couple times while I had this. So the common procedure is you go on like a beta blocker. So I was on that for quite a while until a pretty traumatic event in high school when I was finished up a basketball game, went to another basketball game. And within that course of time was ambulanced from that basketball game and defibrillated three times um, to get my heart back into a stable rhythm, which actually my dad was there at the game, thank goodness. And um just that was a journey in itself. And I think that's really when my CHG story really became my own. Um, but I know a lot of my fighter instincts, a lot of what makes me me um, came from a lot of the lessons and the way I was raised um, by my incredible dad, who gets to be on the podcast with me today, which is really exciting.
0: Wow, that's that's incredible story. And just, you know, I, I think I, saw, I read your bio too. So you were in athletics growing up and then you participated in athletics in college and you, I know you're super active now. Like, I think that's always a question that we we've had is like, uh, you know, I think back in the day there used to be this mentality of like, Oh, if, if you have a CHD, you shouldn't be as active. Right. And I think as we've talked to our cardiologists and they, they encourage that, is that something that, uh, yeah. What role does just just being active play in, in your life?
2: Definitely. At first, when I was younger, they were always very cautious. Uh, they kind of said, just go until you can't or go until you're not able to play sports anymore. And I never really hit that point where anything got bad to a point where they were like, you need to stop. And so that was kind of what they they monitored. Um, and I think we just monitored, you know, my heart rate, how I was breathing. And it's carried into now. I'm just cautious. But I think I... um have a really good feel for my body of what is pushing it to a good extent and what is not pushing it and what's going to harm myself. Um, and so right now I, I love running. I still play beach volleyball. I was a track athlete in college and so I still enjoy high jumping like I did in college and being very active. And so I'm just cautious and I know my body pretty well.
0: <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's great.
1: Um, I've, when I was reading through your blog, um, what I noticed, something you said was like, you know, when I was younger, I just knew that some things were different. But really, it wasn't like, you know, right in your face, your CHD, uh, until that event happened later on in high school. Um, Do you feel like that moment was like the turning point for you where you were like, oh, this is something that I'm going to have to like face for the rest of my life and and I need to start taking an active role in like managing it.
2: Totally. I think that was my turning point. I think it's when it got real of, yes, I think I always knew I wasn't, you know, normal. I wasn't like other kids. But I think there was also growing up, I kind of always felt like, okay, something's going to happen. Like I had just this weird kind of in the back of my head. I don't know if it was like a subconscious fear that just at some point something was going to happen. And I think that fear all of a sudden almost basically became real when that happened at that basketball game of kind of my biggest fear coming to life of something super serious happening. Um, And so I think going through that really made um, my story come alive for me and realize Also, what I overcame at such a young age, I think it was kind of like, oh, that's my parent's story. That's cute, (laughs) like kind of thing. But it really did become this is my journey. I need to be an advocate for myself and Mm -hmm. validate even fears, emotions that I was feeling um, Mm -hmm. now living with it and fully realizing what I'm going to have to deal with the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. I love what you said. You're like, my CHD story became my own, you know, and I think that's really powerful. Do you think that, obviously you had, you had a big event to do that, but do you feel like there were, other than big events or scary things, are there other ways that par- parents can think about doing that with their kids and just helping their kids make it their own? Maybe this is a good, it's a good thought for you, Bob, too, of of like, what, what can parents do to because I think that's the that's the goal right we're we're gonna be there and, and be administering the medicine and watching and driving to the appointments only for so long and then eventually that responsibility's gotta switch and so what what thoughts do you guys have on what does that look like?
3: Well, the biggest thing is we tried to keep things as normal for victoria as possible you know um and we were very fortunate to have good doctors. We had a very good pediatric cardiologist who you know they were gonna they were gonna operate a certain way and he says no let's go through the side i mean they were going to go through the the front and right. he had I wisdom.
0: About that
3: he had the wisdom to say you know what i think we need to go through the side so it was a little bit less invasive in some ways um but we tried to make things as as normal for her as possible didn't ever use anything for an excuse she pursued athletics which was great because um she had to fight through things she had to work a little bit harder And so we just let her do that. You know, we it was a blessing to have her. And we always knew in the back of our minds that, you know, something could happen and we're going to enjoy as much time with her as we could because we had no idea what to expect. And so, of course, we talked like with her gym teacher about if she gets winded or really tired, um, let her sit things out or just be aware that she does have a condition Um, But she it really helped her push herself in the athletic realm to to work harder and and and, and not rely on uh, or not not become a victim. And uh, like like you said, she that turning point when that was a big scare, especially the second ablation. And when she was rushed by ambulance to the hospital and defibrillated, um, it was tragic for her her brother and all of us to observe because we were right there in the emergency room. Um, but that was, for her, it was a wake up call.
2: I think for me, the wake-up call was, I think up until that point, I've been treating myself as I'm normal. And there was kind of a craving to be normal, be like your peers. And it honestly was at that basketball game, I did overdo it. And I didn't listen to my body. And that was a big factor, I think, in why my heart wouldn't stop, as in other episodes of having superventricular. It, It would. And so I think from that point on, and I think my parents did a good job of just framing my CHD as a leadership opportunity. Um, Because I've gone through things, it gave me more skills and capabilities to be a leader. And so rather than kind of, woe is you, you have to go through this. It's like, hey, like you've already overcome so much and you have these skills now to be a leader because of it. And I think that that was something they did really well for me.
0: Yeah, that is just such an important balance, and one that we're trying to find right now. We've got right. a, we got a seven year old Harding, and you know, in a lot of ways, we've <clears> done. I think what you got, you guys have done, and just said, "Hey, you're no excuses. You're a normal kid. You got to like live your life and that kind of thing." But then he knows that we've like written a book and we've got the podcast, and so yeah. it really makes him feel important to like, "Wow, this important thing." Right. But we've tried to really balance that because it's almost been like. He goes around and he'll be like, hi, I'm Harding. I've had three heart surgeries. Nice to meet you. I'm Harding, three heart surgery, <laughs> yeah. Harding. And we're like, okay, we, there's other things that make you special, buddy. Right. You know, and we've tried to <laughs> yeah. downplay it a little bit. Um, but I love that you shared that. Like, yeah. there was always this reframing that like, hey, you've, you've been given this life. You've been given this opportunity. You, What you've gone through has made you who you are and in unique ways that adds value to you and the world around you. Um, mm-hmm. Can you? How did you all balance that between? We want to. We want to. We don't want to um, pretend like it's not there because that's not healthy. But we also don't want to overfocus on it. What 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 did that look like early on for for you all?
3: Well, I guess Victoria. We, we it was more her than us. We didn't let her heart condition define her. It was more of how she overcame certain things. Fortunately, our our oldest son is a, is a very good athlete. And so she really looked up to him. So she always was trying to be like him and do what he did. So it, she didn't hold back. You know, I, with, with our kids, I never had to go say, Hey, let's go throw the ball. Let's go shoot baskets. They were pulling me out there to do it with them. And they, they kept active. And that was, that was really good for, for both of them, especially for Victoria. She always had a lot of interests and did not sit around ever feeling, uh, woe is me um let's 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 tackle life and let's let's overcome these things and not let the the circumstances define us define us
2: I think also just they taught me really good communication skills of just really being very active with communicating how I was feeling so if I had to pull myself out of drills like my dad was my coach a lot growing up so that I was very fortunate to have him as a coach and so I would be able to say i Those sprints, I can't finish this drill. And there wasn't a kind of a you're not mentally tough kind of, there was a mutual respect of that's your limit. Okay. We're just going to keep getting stronger and keep finding those limits. And I think they were very, very supportive of just me communicating. And I think they were huge advocates. With my coaches, they never made a big deal about it with coaches or with gym teachers, but they always said, hey, this is a part of her life and she will communicate with you. But these are maybe some signs also to do your part to be looking for. Um, And I felt like they taught me from day one to communicate. (laughs) My mom asked lots of questions and I think I get that a little bit (laughs) from her of just doing that. And I think that has helped me be a better advocate for myself.
0: Mm, yeah that's good yeah that's great stuff so i'm just curious you know if <clears throat> your your website your blog your all the resources that you're putting out there are so inspiring so good every body listening to this should go and look at them and we'll put the link in the description of the podcast but yeah it's it's really great stuff but i'm i'm curious at what point did you uh make the turn to start saying you know what the things that i'm using to to kind of run my life and seek inspiration i want to Give that to others. What was that uh, kind of transition to, uh, you know, influencer? We are, we comfortable with that term? I, is that what the kids are using today, Tory? Influencer. Uh, so yeah, what what did that ha- tell us about how you transitioned into into that kind of role?
2: I knew in college because I have a business background. I graduated in accounting and finance, and I knew I wanted to use business um, and those skills as a way to make an impact on CHD. Um, I don't know. I think I always grew up with just feeling like I had a purpose to do that. And I think when I got those business skills, that happened. And then as soon as I graduated college and I was figuring out what I wanted to do and um, just exploring routes, I just saw such a need. There was a lot of negativity, I feel like, in the CHD space and just chronic illness space in general. And i had had so many people Just saying, you've done so much at a young age. I built a pretty successful business right out of college that's a bookkeeping and consulting company. And so a lot of people would ask me questions, and then I'd tell them a little bit about my heart story. And they're like, what? Like that?" I'm like, yeah, that's a huge part of what makes me me and what's gotten me here. And it kind of got me thinking a little bit more. And I always wanted to write a book. So um, I kind of took the plunge and did that. And as I was writing it too, I was realizing, I'm like, man, from a young age, I feel like because I've gone through so much, there's been specific things that I've done and that I've learned that have helped me live a victorious life. And that's what I desire for others to have too. And so that's kind of just where it all came out of. And I wanted to give back to the CHG community primarily through showing others kind of the ropes of what I've I've been able to learn and do. Um, So they don't maybe have to go through everything (laughs) that necessarily I had to go through, too. Um, So that was where it stemmed from.
1: So, Bob, I'm curious what it was like for you, you know, watching Tori just grow up and like dealing with there's the normal like parent fears that you deal with. Like, are they going to be okay? What's their life going to be like? Am I doing the right thing by them? Like all those kind of questions you normally ask yourself. But there's an added layer when, you know, you have a kid with CHD and there's all these other, like, fears that come into play. I'm curious how you and your wife dealt with those fears when they came up, um, how you worked through them together. And then also, you know, a piggyback question on that. When Tori had her event in high school and just, like, how maybe the, all of that got brought to the surface really quickly and how you guys processed after that event um, to get back to a healthy place.
3: I, I guess the, the biggest thing is faith with us um, that that sustained us. Cause I don't, I don't know how families can go through this without faith. Um, so that was the number one thing. I, the hardest part for us was her second surgery. We'd already her, her second major heart surgery. We'd already had, you know, four or five or six months with her. And just when we handed her over to the, to the anesthesiologist in the operating room, that was, we both broke down just because that fear of, you know, we might lose her. And, uh, but, you know, we've been blessed. We didn't have a lot of emergencies throughout her childhood. Um, it wasn't till that time in the emergency room when they defibrillated her, And, and uh, that was, that was kind of a shock. And then I, w- I was in the stands during that game when she was behind the bench and they were, the trainer was working with her and they called the ambulance. And, you know, I went down on the court to, to, to see what I could do, but knowing it wasn't in my hands, you know, all I could do is is be there and, and, and pray for her and, and hold her hand in the ambulance or, uh, but just just be present. Um, but I'd have to say it was just our faith that sustained us, knowing that there's, it's a, there's a bigger picture Um, we don't know why we're, we're going through what we're going through, but that's, if, if it affects one person, um, it's worth it. And, you know, we've, I've been able to go to some heart walks with Victoria here at the local zoo where they raise money for, for congenital heart defects. And all through this, we've always seen that there's a lot of people worse off than us. And we hear stories of people who lost their, their, the children just in a few weeks, and we've we've been blessed by having such a a great life with Victoria and the way she's blessed our family. Um, but but knowing that it's it's a lot rougher for other people. Um, and I was privileged. One of the coach coaching mentors I had in for football was a guy who was born with no hands, and he wrote a book called Figure It Out, and it's all about. I mean, you think about things like tying your shoe and catching a ball. And he was a, a football player in college, and uh, but he didn't let that that the circumstances dictate what he was able to do, and that, that's kind of how we look at Victoria. You know, she she hasn't used those limitations to keep her from doing what she wants to do, and also reaching out to other people, finding ways to to bless other people and 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 help them through what she's experienced.
1: Hmm.
0: Wow. That's man. It's so crazy how similar our stories are, you know, and how important faith was us for us as well. And the the quote that we always talk about is, you know, I cursed the fact that I had no shoes until I met the man who had no feet. Yeah. You know, and just that idea that man, you know, in, in so many ways, you know, especially with our son's um, condition, if he was born when we were born, he would have lived a month
3: mm-hmm. and
0: now he has a whole life mm-hmm. and every one of those days is a gift you know that that other people didn't have and and uh in feeling that kind of burden and responsibility to to make it worth it you know make it worthwhile uh-huh. just
1: the other day we uh did a like a after thanksgiving 5k um and they had a hundred meter dash for kids that were harding's age and Harding's always seen Audrey do track. She does 5Ks a lot and uh, he's always wanted to do it too. But we were like, gosh, we don't know where he fits in that, but we want to give him the opportunity when it comes. Um, and so we saw this dash and we signed him up and he was so excited. And watching him do the race and cross that finish line was like, I'll never forget that moment. Like just, it's something that you don't dream of can be possible you know when you first hear about your child's diagnosis you're like gosh I don't know what's in store but never did I imagine that I would get to see him do that right and just like be so excited and 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 that's what I tell Tom too all the time about you know you you feel like this is all prepared you for like leadership and like these really cool opportunities. I feel, I see that in Harding too, you know, in the hospital he would, he was so passionate and would just like, you know, he was a fighter, man. If he didn't want you around, he was going to let you know, you know, even as a baby, if he didn't want to be woken up, he was going to let you know if he didn't want to be touched, he was going to let you know. And At first, I struggled with that because I was like, oh, man, I wish he would just stop throwing all these fits. (laughs) Then I realized once I reframed it, like, man, it's it's good to know what you like and what you don't like and to be able to communicate that to people. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And like that is going to serve him well in the future as long as we like teach him how to do it appropriately. But like that is a leadership quality, knowing what is good and knowing what's bad and knowing how to like take the right route, you know, and bring others alongside you. Um, So I, I, I love that. Like that's something I've learned with Harding and then seeing how that's come to fruition in you and your life is just so encouraging to see.
0: So one of the hardest moments for, a CHD parent is the moment that they learn about the diagnosis, you know, and, and we, we think that a lot of our audience is, is in that place or will find us in that place. That's when they're first brought into this world that they didn't, weren't aware of. What, what specific advice do you have for a parent that might be listening who just found out about their
3: child's uh, CHD? Oh, I guess that's, that's where our faith really came in because when, when she was diagnosed in utero with some difficulties. Um, I mean, they late gave us every option to end the pregnancy. And even, and her her Epstein's anomaly is very common in Down's children. And they, they wanted to do an amniocentesis. And we saw no point in doing it because we we're going to, we we're going to keep her, take her to term no matter what it was. Um, so there are just a lot of unknowns. And so we had to rely on our faith that that things would work out and they did. Um, but, uh, it, 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 was a shocker. Um, a lot of genetic counseling, um, on what, what could, what possibilities might be there. Um, but again, it came down to, we had some very good physicians and there were key people in the hospital too that, uh, there's, there's one nurse that my wife only saw once and <laughs> she, she, the, the encouraging words she got from this nurse uh, really brightened her outlook. And so, you know, at the time she thought, man, was that an angel or or what? Because, uh, but we had several nurses like that who um, were just very encouraging and, and helped helped us get through just our time in the hospital. Uh, that, was, that was probably the main thing.
2: I'd say if you'd ask my mom, ask lots of questions <laughs> she would say um, just to kind of add that one in there. I've lots of questions and ask for second opinions. That's a big thing that she's taught me that um, I would say to pass along is don't be afraid to ask for second opinions.
3: And there's so many resources, just like your podcast. If, if, if what, what, you know, and what people ask you about, um, sometimes you think you're all by yourself. And it's easy to go hide uh, when you get some diagnosis, but realize there's other people who have gone through it, and it's encouraging to to hear their story.
0: And so, Tori, from your end, as and I like that. So this is a, this is something that Kat and I have wrestled with. So, so CHD Warrior. That's the. That's oh yeah, the, thanks for bringing that up. That's the title. They're struggling
1: that with what to call you? <laughs> no, <didn't> no, you. <laughs> not you, but like adult CHD
3: because yes. we don't
1: know whether or not to like call you survivors or warriors, or if there's a, a more common term that we don't know about because we're just not in that world yet.
2: I always add like CHG survivor and thriver is how I put it. Cause I think I'm more than just a survivor, but I definitely identify with like CHD warrior. I think you can, you're a CHG warrior through your whole life. So I think either of those terms is perfect. Awesome.
0: Yeah. And it just, you know, again, I, I remember when, we got diagnosed when Harding was diagnosed, and we were wrestling through that, you know, the big thing that one of the biggest things that I had to wrestle with that we wrestled with was What what's life going to be like, you know, what we what we thought of as normal, quote, unquote, normal is now changed. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things I wanted was like, just show me a person that has this so I know what they're like. And, I see you and you're, you're amazing and you're doing amazing stuff. You've got a great life and great family and everything's really, you know, like you've got all these wonderful things, but what, what is one thing that uh, Tori that you specifically would want any CHD family or, or, or even a, a young CHD warrior uh, to, to know what, what's one, one thing that you wish you knew back then that, you know, now.
2: I wish I knew that my CHD was really like a superpower. I think growing up too, because I think even growing up, you know, you have your scar and that was something, you know, I was constantly asking my parents, you know, can we get creams to like, you know, cover it up, like, can like different things like that. And I don't think I really realized the power of what I had gone through until I was in high school. And I wish I had known that sooner. Um, and if just to know that it's a superpower, it's not something, it might make you different than maybe your peers, but it truly is a superpower. Um, And I think that'd be the biggest thing that I would make sure that other CSU warriors know is yes, there are hard times. Not going to downplay that. Um, And it's scary when there's unknowns, even as an adult and you don't know, but it truly is your superpower and use it to its full extent because you've been entrusted with it. (laughs) Yeah. You have a purpose. Yes, you do. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: So uh, Tori, if you could, I know you've got lots of great things out there and lots of exciting things that you're doing. Can you tell us how people can find you?
2: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Tori Joy Geiger. I'd love to connect with other heart parents, heart warriors. I just love chatting with um, anyone that has been affected by CHD, so you can chat with me there. Um, You can also go to my website, ToriJoyGeiger.com, and check out blog posts or um, just more information about the way that I support some CHD organizations. And then lastly, you can check out my book on Amazon. Um, It recently published in October, and it's called From Vulnerable to Victorious, Turning Your Chronic Illness into Your Victory Story. And it just kind of goes through my journey with living with CHD um, and kind of the framework, both mindset and actionable tools that I've used that have just helped me find the victory in the story that I've been given.
0: Definitely going to check it out. That sounds amazing.
2: It's uh, it's very pink on the outside. So sometimes people, men might not necessarily think that it's for them, but it's, it is. <laughs> it's for anyone with a chronic illness. And specifically, I really want people in the CHG community to read it. And hopefully it provides some hope and also some tools that parents can use um, with their children. Kind of a little bit, even an insight into maybe what it's like to be a CHD warrior and ways you can come alongside them. So that's the hope. So we have
1: this like bag of bunch of random questions that are just, some are serious, some are fun, but it's just a chance for people to get to know you a little bit better. Find out things that maybe aren't in your book or on your website. Sounds good. And
0: we don't send these ahead of time. It's on the spot. Okay? okay. So, so start sweating, Bob, they're coming your way. <laughs> All right. Oh, here's a good one. Fun one. What is your spirit animal?
2: Oh, a golden doodle. Totally. That would be my. Why? Why
0: a golden doodle? You said that very definitively.
2: I have have a golden doodle, and I might very much identify with how he acts and lives his life. So, I would, I would say very much. I would say golden doodle, golden retriever. I, I mean, I guess that's kind of a toss. His name's Teddy. We love. He's the love of my life, besides my husband. Um, and (laughs) love golden doodles. They're just the best. So,
0: if you could make one rule for a day and everyone had to follow it what would it be
2: i think my, i would say you can't say anything hurtful to someone else don't be mean don't be mean yes. like you can't be mean to somebody like you have to be kind to everybody you run into
3: i'd have to say um you'd have to be you'd have to show gratitude for at least one thing in mm. your life
1: i love that one we do uh this thing at dinner time with our kids called happy and crappy and <laughs> yeah, they have to share They have to share one thing they're thankful for that, you know, made them happy that day. And one thing that they're like, not so thankful for that they could, you know, toss away. I love that.
0: All right. We'll kind of end with an inspirational one here. Uh, What inspires you most?
2: Mine would be changed lives. Like when I get a message from a heart mom or a heart warrior, that's like, oh my gosh, you've just given me hope that my son or daughter Or that, you know, everything is going to be okay. Like I can live a purposeful life. When I get those messages, like my heart just leaps with joy. Like it makes every long day of working hard on projects and figuring things out completely worth everything. And so Mm -hmm. that's what drives me is those amazing, just life-changing moments for people.
3: I'd have to say both our kids just inspire me daily because they're both... Mm -hmm always pursuing life. <laughs> they, uh, they never slow down.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I
3: feel, I feel very lazy when I'm around them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is. So even, even when Harding was just an infant and just, just even recovering from surgery, you know, I'm like, gosh, this kid just had open heart surgery and look at him. It's such an inspiration, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. to like, see your kids persevere through challenges like that. Mm-hmm. It's It's great. You know, I think a lot of CHD parents, you know, if they don't know that already, man, you're going to get so much inspiration from just watching your kids. They're stronger than you than you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, Tori and Bob, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It was just a great conversation. I think the things that stuck out to me most were just um, one, just hearing your story, Tori, and all the amazing things that you've done. Uh, I love that you've you've converted hardship into opportunity and went from surviving to thriving and I and I love all that Bob just hearing about how much your faith was an inspiration to you and your family and how it helped you persevere through through all of this and uh, the idea that every every family can can draw from that same well and and have the 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 same fulfilling life that you guys can have so really appreciate your time thank you so much for spending some time with us
2: thanks for having us
0: thank you very much
1: Tori and Bob were just great weren't they Tom?
0: They were. They were awesome, and it was so great to, again, have the parent and the child who's now an adult right. uh, on the podcast together. It was just such a unique perspective. Why um, don't we do that more? I
1: know. I was going to say, that's something we should do in, again in the future, because I, I loved being able to get hear from them both at the same time.
0: We could do that with Harding, but we would end up talking about Tyrannosaurus Rex's... Yeah,
1: T-Rex, Avengers. More um, than...
0: Anything else.
1: <laughs> but it was the random but, the random bump he has on his leg. Uh
0: an adult uh <laughs> an adult uh, CHD warrior though, I mean man, we're like really cool perspective. I'm so,
1: I'm so glad we got clarification on that. CHD warriors. That's what we're gonna run with from here on out.
0: Well we I mean, if anyone has anything else, let yeah, us know. I mean please let
1: us know. We we are are just emerging into the adult CHD world and figuring out you know what you guys want to be called, so please let us know. We wanna give you your due respect for sure.
0: That's right. So, Kat, what did you think? What what thoughts or what how are you processing our conversation?
1: I just feel lighter after talking to her, to be honest. Like she gives me so much hope for what Harding has to look forward to. I think, you know, her parents did such a great job reframing chd for her and and seeing it as an opportunity instead of a setback um you know he bob mentioned that you know faith played a really big role in that and for a lot of families it does for ours it definitely does but yeah i just love the positive influence that she is in the chd community
0: yeah i that idea i think is really powerful the idea of reframing yeah because, I, you know, I think as I shared in the beginning, it's like there is this balance. You know, you don't ignore it. CHD with your kid. That's a recipe for disaster. Just ignoring it, pretending it's not there. Right. right? But over focusing on it being to the point of worry and anxiety is obviously not healthy either. Right. But you got to strike that balance. But I really liked that for them, what that balance looked like was reframing. Right. You know, it's like this doesn't define you, but the skills, the attitude, the work that you've had to do in spite of it Mm -hmm. or because of it that is what defines you right and that makes you powerful that makes you a leader right right sets
1: you apart from everybody else who's not had to go through all of that
0: and it was really cool to hear tori's story about how she made that turn where it was like there was that happened for her there was a big moment in her life when that happened but but really what happened was, at the, I think in that moment and in, 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 in the time following it, it was like, wow, this is real, this is mine, and I'm going to do something good
1: with it. Right. Yeah, I loved, I mentioned this at the beginning too, but she talked about how it gave her leadership skills, right? Uh, and she looks at it as her superpower, and that's like the thing she wants CHD warriors to know. Uh, and I love that idea um, I I love the idea of the CHD being a superpower and not a burden. You know, I tell Harding all the time when he has to go in to the doctor for a checkup or um, has to go get shots for whatever reason or blood draws or f- for whatever reason. And he starts to get really scared, right? Because he has some anxiety around that stuff, obviously. Um, But what I tell him is like, buddy, you've done this a hundred times. Like, this is actually like, you know how to do this you know i have to be the voice that reminds him like this is your superpower this is the thing that you can do that most people can't do is be brave in these situations and remember how we got through those and how everything's okay and um yeah it just it just felt really validating to hear her say that to like oh okay like this is a good thing that i'm doing with Harding.
0: yeah i think that's the thing that i mean and we talk about this I think this is one of the most important things that we talk about in our book. Is this idea that you know no one would wish for hardships in right. their own lives or or anyone else's. I mean, no one would ever wish that for themselves or their kids. If yeah. if we could take away Harding CHD with a magic wand today, we would do it. Right, hundred percent, we would do it. Right, but we don't have that choice. Right, that's not a that's not an opportunity that we have. What we do have is it's here. You can't choose that. But what you can choose is your reaction to it and how you frame it right. in your own life and in their lives. And, you know, making that choice to say, okay, we are going to choose to reframe this as value, valuable right. in our lives and in their lives. And then when you do that, though, you get value that you couldn't get otherwise. Right. There's no other way to get what Tori has.
1: Right. that She got it. Except through the hardship that she went through. Yeah. That's
0: the only way that she has what she has. Right. And, you know, again, not a choice that she made. And I'm sure Bob would say we'd take it away in a second if we could. But the fact, the matter is that there is value to be gained and your kid is going to be unique and special and offer something to the world that no one else can offer.
1: Yeah. I think that that's such a good idea to reinforce with your kid. Like you have something to offer that, other people don't. There's something unique and strong about you. And I see so many good things for you in the future because of that. And I think that that's true for our kids who don't have CHD too. You know, like you have a very unique role in this family. You know, you are a sibling of a kid with a chronic illness and that gives you superpowers, you know, like that and gives you life experience that nobody else has.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's like with I feel like and we've got, you know, Audrey, who doesn't have CHD, but, you know, with her, it's almost like we're kind of trying to push her into hard things and embrace hard, difficult things, you know, Um, like I we recently ran a 5K and there were points where I'm like, I know it hurts. You got to keep pushing, got to keep going after it. You know, it's almost like for for those kids, we have to you know, if they don't ever have any hardships, they won't have the character that they need to be successful. Right. right? right. Life is hard and all those things. But it's like with CHD kids, it's built in. Right. <laughs> it, right. it comes as a part of the deal. Right. right. Yeah. Like, oh, you get that all those hardships that build character and, and and unlock value. They're there. Right. But you've got to just make sure that you have the um that you're not just so burdened by the emotional things that go along with it, that you're not willing to dive into them.
1: Right. Piggybacking off of what you just said about, um, you know, not letting the emotional part of it kind of prevent you from taking the opportunity that's there. I heard someone today say, you know, when something, when a hardship happens or when something hard happens in your day or whatever, give yourself a short period of time to feel those feelings like, it's, it's it's not healthy to ignore the feelings, right? That's important, it's, too. It's, yeah. it's not healthy to ignore the hardship. And that's not what Tori's saying. That's not what we're saying. We don't want you to ignore anything. Um, but you do need to put it in perspective of everything else. Give your, you know, what this specific person said was, if something hard happens in your day, give yourself five minutes to be upset about it. Set a timer. Start it. Cry. You know, vent. Do whatever you need to do to, like, let out that emotion. And then when that timer's up, make the choice that, okay, from here on out, I'm going to start pulling myself out of this emotional spot and find the opportunity that's there.
0: It's okay to be sad. It's okay right. to, to struggle and yeah. and to feel those feelings. And what we're not saying is don't feel them. Right. But giving yourself space to do that kind of – but also giving, you a, giving yourself space to turn the key – to the opportunity yeah, right and I it's like being good. able to they're both they're both needed right right
1: and they're I'm, both they're both choices you know that's like I'm going to choose to let myself feel this and then I'm going to choose to find the opportunity in it you, and you have to consciously make both those choices they're not going to come naturally
0: yeah yeah I think it's it's really important to remember that getting these things it doesn't happen accidentally right right it happens on purpose. Right. With choices and actions, right?
1: Yeah. That's so good, Tom. I like that. It doesn't happen accidentally. And you have a purpose. That's right. That's something that, that Tori is passionate about is, is that, you know, her CHD is given her purpose. And it's something that she wants other people to know, too. And I want the CHD parents out there who are listening right now to hear that, too. You have a purpose here. Like... In the same way that our CHD warriors have a unique opportunity, so do you. Like, you are going through something as a parent that most parents don't have to go through. And if you allow it, it can build and strengthen your family and can build and strengthen yourself. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. In addition to this podcast, we have lots of other resources to help support, encourage, and equip CHD parents. These can all be found at TomandKatHanson.com.
0: The one we are most excited about is our book. Yes, we have written a book. It's called Hope and Courage Real Life Lessons from the Parents of a Child with Congenital Heart Disease. It's a must read for CHD parents because it gives you a story that only you can relate to and valuable insights you need to live a happy and fulfilling life. It's almost ready and you can sign up now on our website to join our mailing list to be the first notified when it's ready to be purchased. While you wait, we'll go ahead and send you a free resource, Top 10 Tips for CHD Parents, which you will love.
1: You can follow us at Tom and Cat Hansen on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, please rate, follow, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. It really helps this project grow. With that, we'll talk to you next time.